Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Big day today here on the show. Keith Lee is going to join us. We tried to set this up for Wednesday. Didn't work out. Now I think it's all... I think it's all figured out. I got his number. He's got our number. One way or the other, Keith Lee is going to be on the show today, talking all sorts of different things. going to be a fun time. In the meantime, we have a lot of time for your phone calls, emails, text messages, and more. Open lines here today. If you want to give us a call, 844-411-5411. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. You can send your text messages to 425-780-7566. As far as news... Not really a ton of it here today. There are no WWE pay-per-views or anything this weekend. There are two UFC shows. One of them is taking place tonight. The finals to determine a new women's flyweight champion. There was an ultimate fighter season. The two women ended up in the finals, and then one of them, Sajara Eubanks, had to drop out because of a weight-cutting issue. I'm sure you're stunned. And there's more to it than that, because we'll talk about that here today on the show. Also on Saturday, Max Holloway, Jose Aldo is the main event of the show. Alistair Overeem is on the show. Sergio Pettis and Henry Cejudo. Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje. Should be a very, very good show in the ring. Are you watching the show? We did get a couple of text messages yesterday after I said nobody ever texted about UFC. So people are watching and listening. So if you'd like to comment, you're welcome to do that. Also, of course, WWE. In the irony of ironies, Stephanie McMahon tweeted today, 19 years ago today, I made my TV appearance backstage at Raw as an extra with Steve Austin. We just watched that on Tuesday, in fact, and talked about her first appearance on the show 19 years ago today. We can celebrate 19 years on the program of Stephanie McMahon today and whatever else is on your mind. And we're going to kick it off after the break, Wrestling Observer Live. And now, today's General Steel Building Tip. Buy a large lot with a friend or family member that can be split into two smaller lots. 
Some of the most appealing properties may be much larger than what you want or can afford. Yet the seller may not be willing to break up a large parcel. So, if you can share the cost with someone else, preferably someone you don't mind having as a neighbor, you may be able to pick up a great building site for a reasonable price. And now, a word from General Steele. Stocks are soaring, and construction spending across America has been on the rise. If you've been waiting to build, the time is now. Whether you want to expand your business or you want to build a new garage, call General Steel today. Our metal buildings are custom designed for your needs. For example, a 40 by 60 is a great space for an auto shop or three-car garage. And if you call General Steel today, it's on sale now for under $25,000. Call 844-91-STEEL. 844-91-STEEL. That's 844-91-STEEL. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your Ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to get into here today. Phone lines already ringing, 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. Text messages 425-780-7566. Whatever you want to talk about here today, start texting, emailing, calling, tweeting, at Brian Alvarez, at Semper V. Do want to start with this, however, since it was mentioned yesterday. The situation with Jim Johnston who's done music for WWE since 1985. Now, Mike, you insisted he was gone. Is that correct? I did. Okay. You may be right, but I don't know if you're right. Because yesterday, I started getting texts from people saying, are you sure he's gone? 
And I said, well, I, I don't know. So you didn't say Simp said it. Well, actually, I did blame you. I said, I said, Sempervivi is certain, but I'm not. But anyway, so here's the thing. This is what's weird, everybody. I'm, I'm sure most of you are aware of this, but if you're not, WWE is like a really weird company, okay? Like, I'm used to it because ever since I started doing this, okay, 1995, this is all I've ever known. So, like, when the rise of MMA began and there started being MMA reporters... And if you were an MMA reporter, like you could just call people from UFC and interview them, and you could just like fact talk, you could talk to anybody that you wanted, fact. and it, like and then of course you know sometimes things happen and and UFC would get mad at certain people like they got very fact. mad at Sure Dog and so they pulled Sure Dog's media access, <laughs> and then you know if you're like a if you're a real journalist and your media access gets pulled, I mean this is like a big thing, okay? But to me like. I, I, it was just so weird because I understood from their perspective, like, what, you're telling us we can no longer call the guys from UFC and interview them? We can no longer have them on our programs, blah, blah, blah? Like, this is infuriating. To me, it was always like, dude, welcome to my life. It's been like this since forever. Like, as long as I've been doing this, it's been like this. There was a there was a very, very brief period when when WCW was beating WWF that they actually started to get more open and we got some people on the IATA show but, I mean, as soon as WCW was dead, like, it was all over again. So, anyway, there are certain media outlets that, that have a line to WWE, and obviously we aren't one of them. They don't let people come on this show, and, you know, it's very bizarre. It's just, anyway, it, it's it's just, oh, WWE is the only company like this. Like, if you explain this to anybody in the real world, I mean, they would just, their minds would be blown. So, anyway, the point of this is, so there's a story that Jim Johnston has been fired. Okay, it's on the internet. It's all over the internet. So, I'm sure that the obvious thing that people would say was, "Well, why don't you ask WWE?" Okay, well, I did ask the office today, and the response was, "We don't comment on the the I forget the exact term they personnel use personnel decisions." Basically, now let's try and find the exact term. But anyway, they basically said we don't. Uh, WWE speak comment speak. on on the status of employees. There we go. <laughs> so basically, they won't say. So that's why we're in the position we're in right now with Jim Johnston. Like, it has been asked. They won't answer. There are rumors out there, but nobody knows for sure. Now, according to these rumors of of Jim Johnston's release, they if these rumors are true, they are in the process of redoing a bunch of his music. Like, all of the music that he created that's being used on WWE programming, they're in the process of, of redoing. Well, All I can tell you, and I don't know who did the themes originally, is all I know is from watching the TV, there have been themes that have been changed, and there have been themes that have been redone. Oscars is a great example on Monday. I was watching Monday, and I was like, why is Oscars theme different? It's like, it's the same, but they totally redid it. Why? So... That would speak to maybe the idea that this rumor is true. But I guess until Jim Johnson himself publicly states whether he is or is not employed by WWE, we just have to sit here and figure out what the heck's going on. And you know what? If he is gone, all great things must come to an end. I know that the Simpsons um, lost there or they they uh, they stopped a agreement that they had with a producer of their music, Alf Clausen, who is a very famous 
uh, producer of music in Hollywood for TV shows and movies. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but if this is true, this is what happens. And I, and cases like Howard Finkel, where a person still, you think has got more value than others. Obviously you would weight this differently. And I think a lot of people probably have great memories of Jim Johnson music. I mean, from, if you only knew to, I mean, you picked the songs from over the years. Again, we talked about it yesterday. They had that anthology CD that came out, and like I think it was Music Volume 4 right before that, uh, during the Attitude Era and right after the Attitude Era, that were huge sellers. I mean, his, you know, how important he was. We think about some of the bad music, too. I mean, you know. The, the Conway, I mean, so, which I thought had a lot of charm, but I mean, there's been some hits, there's been some misses, but there's been a lot of great iconic stuff that, you know, it, it, aesthetics matter. You know, that's one thing WWE did that I'm sorry, it, that, that was always something that they got right. Aesthetics do matter. And they were excellent with it when it came to the music a lot of the times, but CFO is doing a good job. Um, there's other people, look. It's 2017. You got to evolve. You can't just stay stand pat. And unfortunately, if there's not a place for him, that that is too bad. But he leaves a great legacy, and we'll just have to continue to move forward. Because some of the music that has come up in the last couple of years has been really, really good. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? This is Ryan from Altoona, Pennsylvania. My wait, hold on a second. Who is this? This is Ryan from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, what are you doing there today? I'm getting to the NXT house show. Oh, I see. Oh. Who's on the show? Uh, it's uh, be probably the same show as it was Thursday night, but I didn't look at the results because I wanted to be surprised on who was wrestling. Uh-huh. You want to be surprised on who's wrestling? Well, it's going to be the NXT guys. Okay. What's going on? Well, my question for you is on the Hall of Fame. Who do you see getting in in about like 40 years it's on the ballot that really isn't really appreciated by the voters like in 2017, but we'll be appreciated, say, in 2000. So so, so, who is going to move to the historical category and may get in down the road? Like, say, like the Ultimate Warrior or like CM Punk. Like, who has the best shot? Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson with J.J. Dillon because by that point, tag teams will be looked at as a very important sub-portion of, of the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame will get so big by that point that we'll have a physical Hall of Fame, possibly even set up in Dave's old childhood home. And, and all of these artifacts will, will be on display. And Blanchard and Anderson will be looked at and talked about by people like me, uh, you know, just sitting there drooling on ourselves, me and Carl Stern, talking about how influential and wonderful they were and how they fit up there with teams like the Midnight Express and the Road Warriors, even though they didn't have a whole lot of time, uh, unfortunately. So that's probably how it would be. You know, Ryan, you've got a, you got a fairly decent question right there, but I don't really have an answer for you because... I mean, the the whole thing with the historical category is, I mean, they, I, I, I hate to say this name, okay? I'm just going to say it anyway. Do it. A guy like Lex Luger. Like, do I, I, hate to say do I really think that Lex Luger should be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I wouldn't vote for him. But, man, every time I go back, I've been watching him in the 80s. I've been watching him in the 90s. He's He's so... He gets such a great reaction every time he goes out there. He's he's kind of like a sting in, in the sense that, I mean, there are people that would argue that absolutely sting should not have gone in the Hall of Fame. But, man, every time he was out there, he was he was such a star, although he they did absolutely kill him in Starcade and after Starcade. 
But Luger's kind of a guy where he was always super popular, and there were a lot of... I, I keep seeing this over and over again. There were so many opportunities where he was given a chance, but instead of, like, going with it, they just yanked the rug out from under him and did something else. And I don't know if, if they would have gone with him and he would have gotten over, but he's one of those guys that I, I feel in some ways has kind of been unfairly maligned. I'm not saying that he's a Hall of Famer, but, like, I believe he's been unfairly maligned. We'll talk more about Luger after the break and more. Wrestling Observer Live. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 
You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Richard here says, to go along with what you mentioned in today's first segment on Observer Live, how did you manage to get Charlotte Flair for an interview a few weeks back? Well, if somebody writes a book or somebody's in a movie or whatever, and their agent, through the publishing house or whatever, arranges for an interview here, then we can get them on. So whoever the publisher was of the Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair book, I mean, the publisher set it up. So that's how we get around that. But as far as, like, interviews set up through WWE, ain't happening. Mm -hmm. So that's how things go. Scurred. This person here says, after hearing yesterday's Observer Live, I was surprised to learn that Cena's already in the Hall of Fame. And in 2010, nonetheless. I thought that was peak hate John Cena. How did he get in? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm surprised he's in. There's a lot of people that don't understand how the Hall of Fame works. I've been getting emails and texts about it all day. The easiest thing to do, everybody, I know it costs money, but just sign up for one month and get the Hall of Fame issue. And Dave explains everything you ever wanted to know about the Hall of Fame in that issue. You can even go back and read all of the Hall of Fame issues. And then you never have to subscribe again, but that'll answer all your questions. But basically, there's a voting panel. It's not fans. It's wrestlers, off the record, obviously, in WWE, TNA, Japan, Mexico, whatever. It's historians and it's reporters. And there's like a hundred and something of them. I don't even know how many it is. But they all get a val- they all get a ballot. And they all get X number of votes. And a wrestler has to get 60% to get in. And if they get 60% or more, they're in. And if they don't, they're not in. That, that's From it. From the region. Yes. So that's that's the basic gist of it. It's not Dave. It's not fans who hate John Cena. I mean, John Cena was the biggest star in wrestling for seven years or so at that point. He was the number one guy in WWE. He was the company's biggest draw. It didn't matter whether fans booed him or cheered him or whatever. I mean, he met the criteria to go to the Hall of Fame Oh no! more it, than see, 60% of the voters, and in he went. It mattered. It mattered that people were booing him because they were booing him loud. John Cena elicited a reaction, and I know that somebody will try to twist that and go, see, this is why business is bad now because, John, they didn't listen to us. That Shut up. I'm sorry. You, you, you. The the people that were trying to turn John Cena heel at that time are the same ones that are trying to do it now. It's baffling. John Cena is exactly what you wanted him to be because he elicited the reaction. He sold all of the merchandise. He made all of the people happy, even the people that were booing him. You think about how most people boo John Cena. It's not like they hate this guy. They enjoy booing this guy. They enjoy the banter back and forth when people were saying, let's go Cena. They loved saying Cena sucks. They loved hyping up other people that, that they wanted to see in those positions, whether it be CM Punk or Rob Van Dam or whoever it would be up and down the pike. I'm not saying everything was perfect. I'm not saying that everything he did was wonderful. How he treated titles and how he would blow things off was garbage. But that's also because that's the way they wanted him to be. And he is that great of a company man. It is insane to me that anybody can sit here. And and I will say this. I know it was a question. I'm not directing this at the person that asked the question. But anybody that may be listening is blowing off John Cena like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. You have no idea. Person also asked about Chris Benoit. Well, here's the deal. Chris Benoit was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Chris Benoit then killed his family and himself. 
Obviously, the question is, do you want this guy in the Hall of Fame? Do you just yank the guy out? Once you yank the guy out, then you look at all of the other individuals in the Hall of Fame. And granted, there aren't anyone, there's no one else in the Hall of Fame that did what Benoit did, but there are plenty of unsavory characters. It's pro wrestling. Putting it mildly. So the decision was made, well, how would they do it in another Hall of Fame? So Dave went around and asked, and the answer was, I think he asked about the Baseball Hall of Fame or something like that. Yes. The answer was, it's put to a one-time vote, and it's the exact same thing. If 60% of the voters vote to remove him, then he's out. But if it doesn't hit 60%, then he stays in. And he put it to a vote among all of the same voters. And I can't remember the number, but it was like 57, 58% or something like that. It did not hit 60. And so Benoit remains in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. That's the way it worked, and that's it. It's exactly how it was done in other Hall of Fame. So there's your answer. To the phones, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, it's Austin Linwood. How are you guys doing? What's up? Okay, so I guess I'll, uh, you guys actually inspire me on a few subjects. Uh, Jim Johnson, even late into his career, he was still doing great stuff. His theme, uh, he, he, he didn't uh, perform them, but he wrote the music for the themes of Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and uh, Alex Riley, who, you know, his theme was pretty much the only good thing about him. So even, you know, even, even late into his run, he was still putting out some really good stuff. So I think that's worthy of note. Uh, you talked about unsavory figures in the Hall of Fame. I wanted to talk about that uh, today in regards to recent inductees. You've talked in the past about Dick Murdoch not being in the Hall of Fame, and uh, there were reasons back then that had nothing to do with his racism that kept out, that kept him out of the Hall of Fame. He was, you know, a goofball when he was better as a serious wrestler and all that sort of thing. He never stayed in one territory long enough to get over enough to make an impact and all that sort of thing. But when people go back now, they consider all that on top of the fact that he was an active KKK member, and they say, no, I don't think this person should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, quite frankly, I would make the exact same case about uh, the homophobic remarks of AJ Styles. I think if you were to look five years into the future and think about where he'll be five years in the future, and if he weren't already in the Hall of Fame now, uh, then people might be reconsidering it. Uh, I think he's got... You know, uh, he's he's got some shoes to grow into now that he's already in the Hall of Fame. He needs to really establish himself as an independent draw and also as somebody who can, you know, maybe uh, 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 recolor himself from his remarks of the past if he wants to, you know, fill the role of a Hall of Famer uh, with, with more dignity than he's done in the past. I'm speaking on behalf of other uh, queer wrestling fans here. All right. I want to I wanna thank you very much for the call right there. Absolutely. This is not This is not the warrior, though. I mean, uh, and keep in mind, the Warrior was on the ballot. Although he, uh, I think he's still on the ballot. Isn't he still on the ballot? I think technically he probably got enough votes to, to stay on there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... And, hey, here's another one. Look at Hogan. There, there, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, unsavory well, characters. That's the thing. Um, I mean, it's not just the Hall of Fame. It's, you know, the, the Weaver uh, the, the, the Johnny Weaver classic for CWF, the Shane Shamrock cup for MCW. There are, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> um, as times change and as the voting, uh, base changes, I, I wonder, I, I wonder how much these things are going to come up because I think there are a lot of us with the, it's almost like the Lawrence Taylor thing when they came to the NFL hall of fame. This is about the wrestling part of it, period. And you can't run from these things. We should talk about them. You can't hide from them. 
But if they were a Hall of Famer in the business that they're in, then that's what they are. If they're a piece of garbage as a human being, just because technically they were great at their job, doesn't mean we can't point this out. H.L. Mencken was a great writer. Doesn't mean he wasn't anti-Semitic. And when he is brought up, you know, in his writing and what he meant to Baltimore, the Baltimore Sun and things like that, it's not like that doesn't follow up right after that. Ray Carruth in football. You know, he's going to get out of jail after 20 years. You can talk about his football career, what he did in college. And, oh, yeah, also, by the way, this was the same guy that that almost uh, that did kill his wife or paid him in to kill his wife and almost killed his kid, O.J. Simpson. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. I don't believe they took him out, but there's a great example of it. We know what O.J. is. We know what he did or what he is <laughs> accused of doing and what he has done since then. But he still was a Hall of Fame. He was a great running back. You can actually have two things. Well, let me just say this, too. There's a big difference between things that people say and killing your family. I mean, lots of people say things that they later regret Brian, in life. Hold on, hold Brian, on, hold on. Go ahead. A lot of people say things that they later regret in life. Times change. Sometimes people change. Sometimes they don't. I don't know, I don't know what AJ's position is right now. I, I don't know what uh, anybody. But I do know that when you kill your wife and family, I mean, there's no coming back from that one. There's not. There's no. There's no apologizing five years later, and and no. you know, it's it's it is two different things. It, it I mean, is, what do you think about Hogan? If you're if you're concerned about Hogan, the guy apologized. Do you do you do you say you know what? I believe his apology. I think he is very sorry for what he did. Or do you think that hey, he's just saying that because you know he believes certain things, but he knows the, and the money's it's running a, out. Yeah. It's a bad idea. I mean, who knows? That's up for that's up for each individual voter to decide, and that's why there are percentages. I remember the the. You know, the pulling out of, of Benoit and, and, and the vote for that. I Benoit, from what everybody says, flipped out and lost his mind. And he killed his family. And Vern Gagne flipped out because of dementia and killed a guy. And, I, again, I'm not exactly equating the two, but Chris Benoit, obviously something went wrong and the dude went crazy. Um, again, does that stop him from being a Hall of Fame wrestler? No. And I wouldn't actually voted for Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame, although I understand, again, worker-wise at that time, I understand why he got in and, and probably would get in now if you ask people just as a worker. But, again, I, I, for me, I can separate the real life and the wrestling aspect the same way the NFL would or, or, any, or any of these other places, I, I guess, do. I, I don't know. And I know it's probably a hot-button issue, and I know people probably, you know, hate my opinion either way or, or maybe they love it. I don't know. But it's – I mean, again, this is what the Hall of Fame is all about. It's about debating things and talking about history, and I think that's the, the biggest takeaway from the Hall of Fame, no matter what you think of Dave or me or, or Brian or this show or anything else. That Hall of Fame, I think, is really important because of the history and the conversations that we're able to have, whether – good when it comes to the Sharp brothers or negative when it comes to issues like this. And I think Austin raised a really good point that, again, going forward with the generation that we're in now as we move forward, those social issues, I think, from this point forward, really are going to matter a lot. All right, very quickly, you're on the air. What's up? Uh, I, was wa- I was wondering why Lowell Van Ness, just uh, right after winning the uh, Impact Women's Championship, it's already decided to leave. Uh, I want to thank you very much for the call. I don't know if she's leaving. I'll just put it that way. That's all I can say right now because we've got to go to break. Wrestling Observer Live. Lumber 
Liquidator's Cyber Week flooring deals are going on now. Get a deal and get it done with easy-to-install laminate coupon savings on our best-selling hardwood floors. More deals from 49 cents and professional installation, plus special financing. Hurry, get to Lumber Liquidators today. Pooldog.com is the best place to buy billiard supplies online. In addition to having the guaranteed lowest prices and the largest selection of pool cues and accessories in the industry, Pooldog also provides unsurpassed customer service with free shipping on orders over $99, including the APOs, and a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. It's easy to test out some new equipment, and be sure to use the code SPORTS at checkout for a 5% discount on your order. For a free catalog, head to PoolDog.com. That's PoolDog.com. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774. 800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Keith Lee, the real Keith Lee. Oh. How you doing, Keith? <laughs> I'm quite well, sir. How's everybody doing there? I'm so happy you're on the show here today. We had a big, we had a big rigmarole on Wednesday, but we've we've made it work here. And I've got a lot of questions. On Wednesday, oh, I... I welcome them. I directed everybody Wednesday to your match with Ishii. I mm-hmm. told them they must go and watch this match. I think I may have even spoiled it for everybody. And if you if you haven't watched it yet, I mean, it's too late. I'm going to spoil it right now. I mean, this match... This match, Keith, ends with a vertical suplex. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. A suplex! Was the end of this match. Yes. Tell us your thoughts on this well, match with Ishii. Um. Okay, so let's let's be frank. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and be a little transparent here. So when it comes to a match with Ishii, 
Uh, I was both stoic and calm on the outside. On the inside, I was possibly squealing like a little girl. There was great excitement for me to step in the ring with him. As he's one of the few people I still study and kind of look up to when it comes to the ring. So I was very much looking forward to it. Uh, let it be known, just just for Ishii's sake, that that was a brain buster, uh, according to him. That so. is true. Technically, he calls it a brain buster. But, I mean, us, yeah. us stupid Americans, that was a vertical suplex. <laughs> well, the match itself was extremely intense, man. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It definitely pushed my... My competitive limits and, and kept me very focused on the on the matter at hand. Um, no matter any time I tried to, to banter around and be a little cocky, he definitely made me pay for it. So uh, I learned a few lessons in the ring with him, and I, I I'm super appreciative for the opportunity. He's... Now, a lot of fans that watched Ishii in New Japan for years and years and years saw him when he came to America. Like, they saw him live for the first time. And, and like, everybody that sees Ishii live for the first time, they always say the same thing. They're like, I can't believe how short he is. They, they, <laughs> he, he just, he seems, when you watch him on TV, to just be, like, this giant. But, in fact, he really is, is quite short. He's just a short, blocky guy. And, I mean, this is no, this is not a newsflash, but you're gigantic. And so, like, <laughs> looking at you two in the ring together, it's like, oh, my God. God, the size discrepancy is 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 mind blowing, but I mean the way the match was worked. I mean he was in many ways just as big as you were. I mean is that kind of how you went into the match? It, it sort of wasn't like a. It kind of. I mean, how did you go into it with that size discrepancy? Did you just pretend he was your size because he seems that way? Um, in some cases, I I wanted to make it seem that way because, quite frankly, um, he, his name. His moniker, if you will, is quite accurately given as a stone pit bull. The dude's just tough as nails. So in some cases, I definitely want to make it seem like that because his presence alone is the reason that people think that he's so enormous or thinks that he's bigger than he is. His presence is just that of a, a monster. And to me, he, he exudes that when he's in the ring. Even though he's smaller than me, he's, he's thick and he's very, very strong. Uh, so there were some exchanges where you can tell that I'm, I, I was going to overpower him or he didn't have much choice in something, but definitely give him what, what, what he deserves. And he's deserving of that, that feel, that, that monster kind of entity that he exudes. Now you've been in the ring. I mean, you do you do matches with guys who are much smaller than you. You do matches with giant men. We're going to talk about Walter here in a moment. But I was I was watching the match with Ishii, and I was thinking, I mean, he is. I mean, let's not let's not lie. He's much smaller than Keith Lee, but he is a very very intimidating guy, which got me thinking, who is the most intimidating small guy that you've ever been in the ring with? I know it's kind of a weird question because, I mean, it's not an actual fight. But, I mean, I'm sure Ishii had some sort of intimidation factor. I mean, who, what small guys are intimidating when you get in the ring with them? Ah, uh, see, that's difficult because I've never really been one to be intimidated. Um, 
That's not what Stokely Hathaway says. Well, uh, he's definitely got his own his own thought processes and his own feelings on things, and I'll just leave that at that. Uh, if I had to take somebody and say that they could be an intimidating person, it would probably be low-key um, in terms of people I've been in the ring with. But generally, man, I don't know. It's just something about me. Like, even probably since I was around nine or so i just haven't really felt that from anybody anywhere so i presume at nine you were about six two (laughs) no that's my uh my 11 year old brother is about six feet tall but me i was i'm the short one in the family so you're the short one in the family oh yeah almost all my brothers are taller than me really my father's six foot seven so what what do they do uh, my father used to play football. My younger brother just stopped college football, and the 11-year-old plays basketball. Okay, well, that explains that. So here's another question for you. You had a you had a match All-Star Weekend, Jonah Rock, who is also a very large man. And, I mean, the place just went nuts for this match. Two giant dudes throwing each other around. Always a good time. You personally, do you enjoy the... Giant man versus giant man style of match, or do you enjoy the Keith Lee versus Ricochet, for example, style of match? Um, if I'm being honest, I enjoy all different types of matches. I don't really have one that I prefer over the other. But if there's one thing I can say, um, I enjoy the surprise when I go to Powerbomb, a, a much larger guy, and people don't expect it to happen, or... If I throw someone that's fairly fairly large with just as much ease as a smaller person, the the rare times that I go back and watch matches, I oftentimes will watch the crowd rather than the match. Uh, otherwise, I'll just pick myself apart <laughs> over the match. But the fans' reactions is something that I thoroughly enjoy watching and seeing how they respond to specific things. Keith, how big of a wrestling fan were you growing up? And what were your your biggest influences when it came to uh, wanting to to get into this thing? And 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 when you got into it, who did you really want to to meet? And have you got a chance to meet all the the people that you've wanted to so far? Um. So uh, a lot of people have asked that question, and my story remains one that's probably not not normal. Uh, my influence for wrestling was actually my grandmother. Uh, I was I, would, I did watch wrestling a little bit coming up, but I was not uh, a major fan. Uh, I was very much a jock that just enjoyed sports, uh, whether it be martial arts or football. Um, that's that's what I gave my heart to at that time. My grandmother, on the other hand, absolutely loved professional wrestling, and I enjoyed watching it, and I enjoyed seeing the joy that she felt whenever she watched it or how much she would get into it or how much passion she had for the sport and so that is something that kind of dwelled in me for years and years until it just kind of overtook and that's what caused me to get into professional wrestling now once i got in um i fell pretty much right away in love with it and say that some of my bigger influences are probably your kurt angles your Brock Lesnar early, 
early Brock Lesnar when he first came on the scene, and like uh, Great Muda, and all sometimes low key. I would study a lot of his stuff coming up too. So those were my main influences. I've met most everybody. I don't think I've actually sat and had a conversation with Kurt Angle though. Um, that's a match I would have liked um, on many levels, but uh, that has yet to occur. Well, with your the being so athletic and being you know being into mixed martial arts, you have had a chance to cross paths with you know guys. Obviously, Matt Riddle and and what you guys were able to do and evolve uh, to the end of uh, was just fantastic. There, the, the stuff that you did with him. And having a chance to, to be around guys like that, Jeff Cobb, you know, who a lot of people may not realize as far as being a, a wrestler goes, was amazing. Zack Sabre Jr., who's so unique in his own ways. I mean, these guys, what are you learning from them, if anything at all, as far as are you kind of picking up tips, real-life tips from these guys, from Red Dragon and, and all these sorts of guys? Or are you just, are you just out there tr- working with them, trying to get better as a pro wrestler? Um, I'd say that I'm always working to be better. Uh, one of the things that I firmly believe in is what I call the grind, which is basically just trying to be better than you were the day before. And that definitely applies to professional wrestling, which is obviously my priority in life currently. Some things I, I try to learn from these guys. Um, and some things you pick up just by watching. Uh, I think the Chris Hero was a great example the very first match that we ever had, I learned probably 20 different things within the first two or three minutes of the match. So each time I wrestle somebody new, I'm paying very close attention. And then each time we have a match after, I want it that much better. So that's just the way I operate. So you mentioned earlier that you watched the crowd because you, you find it hard to, I guess, watch your own matches or you find yourself to be too critical of yourself. I mean, what are some of the things that when you watch your matches just sort of bother you and that you're you're working every day to improve? Uh, I think my greatest downfall is probably how much of a ham I am. And when I use this terminology, I mean it in terms of the banter that I may do in a match. Sometimes I think it's overboard, um, and especially in some a little more serious matches. That's one thing I really appreciated with Ishii. Like he didn't allow that. If I, if I took too much time, he made me pay for it one way or another. <laughs> and, uh, I really enjoyed that. It kept me very serious in the match and made it a lot more intense experience for me, which for those that don't know me, those more intense, more competitive style matches are things that I, I live for. So I love when, when there's a fight on hand and, it just makes me work that much harder. So um, that's probably my greatest downfall right now. Other things were some of my, uh, I think that last year, some of my strikes weren't, weren't the greatest, but I worked very hard at that. And now some people seem to think that I have some of the most devastating forearms. And uh, that's an enormous honor since for me, that was probably my weakest strike uh, just last year. So, uh, it ain't everything I'm trying to make better, but those are two of the most major things that I've noticed in my own work. All right, we've got about a minute left in this segment here, but Walter, you'll be facing Walter, Evolve 96, December 9th, Queens, New York. We had him on the show recently. I fell in love. I mean, his matches are awesome, but his philosophy of keeping it simple 
good, strong, psychological, professional wrestling. It's just awesome. What are your thoughts on facing Walter? Walter is one of the best fundamental professional wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with. Um, and just him wrestle other people. He's brutal. He's vicious. And those are things that I enjoy as well. I think people watched us in PWG and it was a little in awe because it was just a beating, literally just us beating each other up. And, you know, that's obviously something that you're going to have to come to expect with Evolve 96. Most people are excited for it. I'm excited for it because I know based on the first experience of them, this is probably going to be that much more intense and that much more competitive. And that alone makes me excited for the match itself. So is this, and, your, is this uh, only your second match ever with Walter? Correct. Oh, man. All right, well, stand by. We're going to head to a break. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. 
Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Here back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Keith Lee is joining us here today at Real Keith Lee on Twitter. We've got about 90 seconds here, Keith. Let's get some plugs in for some upcoming dates, social media, etc. Well, looking forward, we've got AAW coming up just tomorrow, actually. And that's going to be a fun time because me and Shane Strickland are tagging to go and attempt to take the tag titles there. And then, of course, next weekend we've got Evolve 96, me versus Walter defending the WWE. And the next day is a triple threat with me, Tracy Williams, and Darby Allen, which should be lots of pummeling people and slamming them into the ring because that's what I do. Uh, here in the near future... Uh, let's see, where are we at the end of December? I got a couple dates in Texas, and one will be in Fort Worth for a company called Martinez Entertainment, and I'm actually wrestling Black Taurus. That'll wow. be the first time ever, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, those are really the most, uh, close dates that are coming up. After that, I'm going to take a little break, finally, and ease in the next year. Well, there you go. At Real Keith Lee on Twitter is the place to go for information on really all of this stuff, actually. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Keith Lee as well if you want to grab some merch and support Keith. Awesome matches all over the place. WWN Live. You can go up there to check out the match with Walter and etc. And Keith, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. And best of luck through the rest of the year and into 2018. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. And, of course, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're totally out of time. I want to thank Mike, as always, everybody in the studio, callers and listeners. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.